We got more rumors heading toward the 2023 NFL draft, and it always involves quarterbacks. This time, the Patriots quarterback who they just drafted in the first round just a couple drafts ago, Mac Jones. Is he on the way out? Where could he land? And what are the New England Patriots up to if this is all true? Plus, defensive tackle rankings for the 2023 NFL draft coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. That's the place to get your Twitter questions in for tomorrow's mailbag episode. Today we're talking defensive tackles in the 2023 draft, but some teams might make some moves before they get on the clock in that draft. And one of those teams might be the New England Patriots, Matt, the latest out of New England. There is rumors that Bill Belichick has shopped Mac Jones to multiple teams this offseason, according to Pro Football Talk. First of all, as we do this time of year, we got to pass this through the uh, the BS meter. It is Lions season <laughs> after all. Uh, who would be benefiting from this lie? And do you think Mac Jones is getting shopped? Do you think he could actually get moved? I do. And I wonder, you know, there was frustration to be kind last year and we can all blame the coordinators and all that but bill hired those coordinators and he's the czar and he's not used to people questioning him including brady you know like i bet that didn't sit well with belichick who is a pretty ornery fellow to begin with but as we get a little older you know you, you take a little less flack you know yeah i think uh be quiet and do your job uh, is is what he right. would like to hear from all of his players, including his young quarterback, who was only in his second year last year in the NFL. And it did not seem like both uh, outwardly watching games, seeing his actions on the sideline or, or uh, you know, now that we're hearing internally, maybe there, he, he was not that type. But I will say also there are plenty of videos and photos and uh, reports of a very honorary quarterback that he used to have that won a whole bunch of Super Bowls that just retired on his way to the hall. Fame and Tom as well. So, you know, a fired up quarterback is nothing new to Bill Belichick. So that alone would clearly not be enough. There's got to be more to it, Mac Jones. I, I agree. But I also think you can question if that's the style of quarterback I really want. You know what I mean? Like, do they regret drafting Jones? Do they look at a certain athletic quarterback in the AFC North and say, why don't we make an effort for him? We've played against him a million times and it's been no fun. Or can we get up to Richardson neighborhood? Or, you know, do we, let's take a step back. This is like three summers ago, two summers ago. But remember when Brady was leaving the Patriots? We all know it was a foregone conclusion. And where's he going to go? I mean, there's like five different teams rumored. He obviously settled on Tampa and it worked out great. But I always thought the most interesting thing of that whole situation was what do the Bra what do the Patriots do when they're not married to Brady? It worked so well. Now they can go shopping for any flavor they like. Chocolate's been fantastic, but I've never tried Rocky Road. I've tried I've played against Rocky Road and it's a pain in the butt to play against. You know, and they went and signed Cam Newton, and that was not even a good 
minor solution and you know they didn't really cater to him and then they draft mac jones and basically ran back the brady way i just wonder if they don't want that style of quarterback that's very interesting uh it's sort of he he's finally he's had the nicest house in the neighborhood the 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 neighbors remodeled recently and he's kind of peeking over the fence and saying oh maybe it's time to update my my house now and yeah uh, yeah but it's such a i don't that one's hard for me um r- real quick because there's there's so many sides to this it's okay what does this do for the patriots what are the patriots trying to accomplish here who's a fit for mac jones i i, mm-hmm. I want to back up even further here before we, we continue that with lamar jackson potentially and the patriots and what they might be up to and, and just look at mac jones first and, and who he is and, and what he's done so far in the nfl and what value he might have he was the best of the five rookie quarterbacks his rookie year in 2021 right. he uh the, the the patriots surprised all of us we talked about how bad that roster was right on this on this very podcast they went 10 and 7 he started all 17 games as a rookie in 2021 67.6% passing 3800 yards 22 touchdowns to 13 interceptions almost 2 to 1 intercept touchdown to interception ratio which is pretty good for a rookie uh that was a yeah, uh, and you know, even you know, through a bunch of people who bowed out of the Pro Bowl, was even on the Pro mm. Bowl roster, right? He had a whole bunch of Rookie of the Year votes. I think he was second in offensive Rookie of the Year voting that year. Then comes year two, new set of offensive coordinators for him after Josh McDaniels goes to Las Vegas to be the Raiders head coach. Patriots season is worse. Mac Jones worse. He starts fourteen games. They're six and eight in those games. Uh, his his touchdown to interception ratio is almost one to one now, so almost cut in half. Fourteen touchdowns to eleven interceptions. Sixty five percent passer, so he drops two percent in his completion percentage. Just worse across the board. The team, Mac Jones, he's upset. The team's not working well. But if he was upset at how the offense was being coordinated, I think he was right. And Bill Belichick agreed because they brought in a new offensive coordinator, right? So there's something right, to- right, right. And the, so the offense was broken last year. Like, I don't care who there's the blame. Right, yeah. Right. So is Mac Jones bad? Is he mediocre? And they're just realizing that uh, they helped him a lot as a rookie, you know, having some really short third down, you know, some, some very basic let's run the ball well on first and second down, make sure our quarterbacks not dropping back in third and long situations. They did a good job of that, but clearly I think Mac Jones, and this was my problem with everyone talking about him being as high as the number three pick in the 2021 draft. He's not that guy that he's going to strap the team on his back and elevate Never. you because of his physical ability. And he has to be great otherwise. And if the Patriots are ready to move off of him, that's telling me that they don't like the person and they just don't like Mac. Don't think he is a dude because otherwise w- w- what evidence do you have that he's not the quarterback that you thought he was in 2021? I can't possibly believe, and maybe I'm just wrong, and and I have questioned Purdy and Zappy to no end because I'm an old school dude and they have no pedigree and blah, blah, blah. I can't believe Bill looks at this and says, Zappy's better trade Mac. Like, I think that would be insanity. I think it would be more like, oh, there's not that big of a gap, so let's trade Mac because he okay. might have value where Zappy doesn't. And, and that's, that's where I would be with this for the Patriots. Uh, they have a first-round pick in the middle of the first round. They could get something for Mac Jones. What could they get for Mac Jones? And what would be a landing spot, I think, is a is a question that we'll have to try to answer here on today's podcast. And then also what you already talked about a little bit there is, is what are the Patriots up to? So let's start with that because we've already gone down that road. Do you really believe in your heart, Matt, that this is a ploy, this is a play to go get Lamar Jackson into it? My spidey sense is tingling like crazy that it is. It, that. 
he's he's played against Lamar. The Ravens have had a lot of success against the Patriots. Uh, Harbaugh versus, versus Belichick has been great battles, playoffs, non bat you know. And I've often said this about Seattle with Pete Carroll. These guys are old. They're not building. You know, like it, 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 how much the shelf life of Belichick and Carroll, et cetera, isn't long. I mean, are you drafting Hendon Hooker and waiting four years until he's 30 and he's in his prime? You know what I mean? Like, give me Lamar and let's run this thing back. They already run the ball well with Stevenson. They don't throw the ball well to begin with. You know, it's better weapons than Lamar's had. I mean, right. and Bill, Bill Belichick just had a Hall of Fame quarterback and he's probably looking at things and saying, I'll coordinate the hell out of this defense and make things hard for teams uh, yeah. on their offense. And you give me a star quarterback again, we can go back and, and win titles again. So uh, I can and buy I it. I believe it. And the other part of it is just from the pure like value standpoint of what's going on right now, since nobody seems to be super in on Lamar Jackson, this is the cheapest a star quarterback maybe has ever been. That's I think that's part 20s. of it. Like, I think you look at it and be like, well, no one's going to bite on Lamar. If I can get him for 80% of the asking price, he's still the same player. Thump him back for a second round pick or whatever. You know, lose, even you know, sign him to an offer now. What's New England pick? Like 14? It's not in the top 10. And then next year you hope it's later, which in that division, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Imagine if Lamar and Aaron Rodgers both ended up in the AFC East. <laughs> but that's the other dude. I, I didn't really think about that angle. He's like, hold on a second. I got to compete against what's going on with Miami. I got to compete against right. uh, Josh Allen. And guess what? He's Aaron losing Rodgers the arms race right down. now. Oh my He's goodness. He's losing yeah. the arms race in a huge way. And he can't possibly look at Mac and be like, can I beat Aaron Rodgers twice a year and Josh Allen twice a year? And what's going on in Miami with all their spending? Even like if you I, like Mac, even if even you, like, if you Mac, like Mac, it's not that right. Or can you package Mac and picks to get to three to Richardson even, and just say, I at least need a, I need another bomb. I, I need, I, I need a nuke. I don't have one. Everyone else in the division does. So I'm going to bring the pod to a screeching halt here because I think this would be the most hilarious thing in the history of the world. What if Mac Jones for Trey Lance straight up? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and Shandy gets his dude. Shandy it, gets his never, man. The, covering the 49ers is exhausting with the quarterback <laughs> thing. Two consecutive days, there's already been a rumor that the 49ers, that there was talk at the combine, that the 49ers, again, another report from Pro Football Talk. And, um, uh, grain of salt, I'll just say that, with, with some of these mm -hmm. reports that are coming out of some some spots. They they have to provide content, right? Um, Kirk Cousins and, and and Kyle Shanahan. You know, every offseason there's one of those that comes out where that sure. Kyle wants to go reunite with Kirk Cousins. Then there's Aaron Rodgers today. It's like, oh, if the uh, there's I was a radio guy, uh, East Coast radio guy, and I don't believe this report as far as I can throw it. That you know, um, at least it would make sense that you're trying to get a Hall of Fame quarterback if it's Aaron Rodgers uh, for the 49ers. The the if the falls through with the Jets, the Niners might try to go get Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh, and then now there's the Mac Jones thing. He'll be connected forever to Kyle. Oh, yeah. Is he really the guy that Kyle Shanahan wanted? Got talked into Trey Lance, and so it's never going to end with with these with these reports and these stories. I I think that the 49ers already got somebody in the Mac Jones and Kirk Cousins tier that potentially right. could be even better with with Brock Purdy, who's on the cheapest contract you can have for a for a starting quarterback if he ends up being the guy. And they've got a lot of contingencies also. And oh yeah, there's still a lot of upside for Trey Lance, and they're not paying any of these guys very much money. So um, it's a big no for everybody for the 49ers, but those, those 49ers connections will never go away. <laughs> never go away. So I'm sitting here scanning my brain. Who wants Mac Jones? And I don't think you get a first round pick for him. Maybe you get yeah. a second. Maybe. I mean, at this, okay. you're buying low on him. 
I've got I thought some, of, I got okay. some ideas. Let's let, okay. Okay. I've got a couple ideas. We'll get to that next. What would the cost be and which teams make sense for Mac Jones? Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. The Built March Madness has come to an end, uh, as does the real March Madness. The Built Mar- Ma- March Madness going into early April, and we've got a big showdown in the finals of the bracket. So make your vote. Last day to do it. Salted Caramel Bar versus Brownie Batter Puff in the finals, which is your favorite? I'm going salted caramel bar because I like the bars. And the salted, salted caramel is pretty good. I was sad to see the peanut butter brownie bar go out in the second round, although it's up on <laughs> it there in, in cookie dough chunk puff. So make your vote count at builtmarchmadness.com. One lucky locked on listener that votes at builtmarchmadness.com will get a, or no, I'm sorry, 50 lucky listeners will get a free box of Built Bars, and one uh, lucky locked-on listener will get a 12-month subscription to Built and have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. High-protein, low-calorie, low-sugar, that is the combination. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to make your vote count in the final matchup and pick up a box while you're there. Okay. Let's say that this passes the BS meter. Yes. Bill Belichick is shopping Mac Jones. He wants him gone. He's got something else going on, whether it's Bailey Zappi and building it naturally, or uh, he's got his sights set on Lamar Jackson. What does a team have to give up for Mac Jones? It's not a first rounder. I think we both no. agree. Is it a second rounder? Is it a third rounder? Is it a conditional future fifth rounder? What are we talking about for Mac Jones? Conditional third, something like that. You know, third this year and a conditional third next year. Okay. I mean, so it can become more if he does something right. Your team makes the playoffs with Mac yeah. Jones giving up a second and a third. Like, I don't know that they get a top 50 pick this year. Late second, maybe, you know. I would think they would ask for a second for sure. Would they get that? I don't know. I, I think yeah. it's, but I do think it's a day two pick. I don't think you would, you would sneak in and get out of it with a fourth round pick for Mac Jones. I, I don't either. I think he's got too much value and he still has some talent and has shown that he could jump in and be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And that has value, especially with a, a rookie contract. Yes, I agree. So I've thought of some teams. Have you? I have thought of some teams. Yes. Like you and mentioned, me, the, go ahead. The, the, the two, the, the obvious teams for me are the ones that need a quarterback that don't have something set long-term that are not in a position to get one of the top three quarterbacks in this draft class. Yeah. Like so I thought about Washington, Washington, Tennessee, Atlanta. Although I think I would rather have a runner. I mean, not everybody wants a statue, you know? Right. Right. And, and yeah, what, what's the, would the Falcons have that big of a grade of Mac Jones over what they've already seen from Ritter. And they sound Probably like not. they're sold on rating to go with Ritter. If it's only a third round pick, let him fight it out. Sure. You know, and that's where it starts to get like more teams involved. If it's a third round pick, I think a lot of teams could say, look, this is a starting quarterback in the NFL on a rookie contract. Let's bring that it has in. a lot let of him, value. Let yeah. him battle with our guy. Cause our guy's not set in stone either. So, you know, the Falcons would start to make a lot of sense in that case, especially when you start talking about their third rounder instead of their higher second round. Yes. So what about Tampa? And you draft Will Levis. You know, like, if I trade for Mac Jones on these type of deals, I, that doesn't mean I'm not drafting another, or mm-hmm. maybe it's a year from now. So I was thinking the Rams and the Bucks. You know, like, times are tough for those guys. Maybe they would even want Stafford back. Who knows? You know, like, 
let's just go young. We could still be terrible and end up with the USC what? kid or, you know. Wow, that's actually a good one, Matt. What about the Patriots say, give us Stafford. Let me make a run. Mm-hmm. And you guys keep just Take get your rebuild going. And Right, right, right. And, and go with Mac Jones. And I, I think Mac Jones would be a great fit for that offense too. So some other ones I was thinking are Minnesota or someone like them. And I guess Tennessee would qualify too. Like decent above average starter who's on his last year's contract. It's old, you know, that Mac could be the two and or take over when they're two and five or whatever. And maybe he's the answer. They get him on the cheap or maybe they draft one next year in addition to. What I would hate is if I'm a Texans or especially a well or a Colts fan, and that's your avenue. Oh, we're gonna get Mac Jones and draft Will Anderson. No, 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 that ain't, that's not okay to me. I do like the idea of drafting Will Anderson with the Colts, but the quarterback I would need just a little more there. I, I would need right. a little more there. Or for the Colts, what if they can get? Okay, let's say you're 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 a Colts fan. I'm Chris Ballard. Here's my plan. I'm trying to convince you of it. What if it's a third for Mac Jones? You draft Will Anderson at four. Mm-hmm. Then, whether it's maneuvering back up a little bit or just with your second round pick, you go Will Levis. Mm-hmm. So now you got a Will Levis, Mac Jones battle. Right. And you got Jeez. upside. You've got some, uh, you got, a, you got a, I think, a high floor that one of those guys is going to be good, decent. And you got a star player at a cornerstone position on your defense i don't dislike it i think that's good i think that makes a lot of sense um green bay i I mean do you know jordan loves the guy you could just have a flat out competition between the two you know i think that's the type of thing it would be like maybe like i'm not even sure he'd be guaranteed you're the man you're the starter you know you have to beat out baker mayfield or you gotta beat out love or whoever you know but i don't think the market's gonna be super strong for him i kind of like the titans I, I like Washington yeah. as well. The Titans are interesting. They've got a veteran quarterback that is in the last year of his deal. Makes a lot against the cap. You could argue that isn't better than Mac Jones anyway, right now. Mm-hmm. Buys you some time. You're not in the spot to go get your quarterback right now. And it's not going to cost you future firsts or this year's first. And you can get an offense tackle or whatever it is, uh, you know, a pick 11. And you were just in a war room that might have liked Lance enough to draft him number three if you're Rand Carthon, who just came from the 49ers organization. Yeah. And the other option for you, if you're the Titans, and there's been reports that maybe they're willing to to move up and they've been talking with the Arizona Cardinals to go all the way up to number three. And you draft the third best quarterback in this class and you give up multiple first round picks and he's a raw quarterback. And now it's like, okay, he needs to play, but do you sit him? And that starts to sound a lot like the situation that Rand Carthon just came from. Mm-hmm. That doesn't look like it's worked out that well. Would he want to have do? Would he d- does he like that plan? It would want to try it again, or would he have learned from that plan and say that's not a good plan? Actually, let's do something else. Let's do door number and, two. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe that's a Mac Jones door, and maybe he had a high grade on him in the 49ers draft room, which we already know they did in 2021, which is the organization he came from. So, two new teams just dawned on me that I think are really right. intriguing. And real quick, back to Washington. I think the commanders are a playoff team in the NFC with Mac Jones. Yeah. They might be with Jacoby Brissett. They might be with Jacoby Brissett. Their conversation, because they've already done some things at quarterback and they'll say, how much better is he? Yeah. Or maybe so, he goes back anyways to maybe it's Jacoby Brissett and Bailey Zappi battling out in, in New England. 
two intriguing ones that just dawned on me that are in the AFC. I don't think Mac Jones is good enough to say we can't trade him in the AFC. I don't think they trade him in the division. Yeah. The Raiders, Josh McDaniel system, Jimmy and Mac. Not yeah, bad. That's almost what it was in San Francisco two years ago. And right. McDaniels has already seen Mac Jones play well. Right. Well, and so here's that was the, the thing. There, there was before the before the Raiders did the Jimmy thing, which I think tells us maybe that the Mac Jones wouldn't happen to, with the Raiders. But before that, and there was some talk that that Bill Belichick liked Zappy as much as Mac Jones. It was like, well, that's a perfect fit just to go to the Raiders with Mac Jones. You cost a heck yeah, of a lot yeah. less per year than than Jimmy Garoppolo and doesn't have all the injury concerns. And you know they're similar types of players. So, uh, but but still, you know, depending on cost, uh, I would still buy that. It's, it's I would like that better than spending pick seven on Levis. Right. I don't really like Levis, but anyway, here's the last one, and this one's really intriguing to me. That probably won't happen because they have so many much money tied up there. The Broncos. Oh. Uh, I could see like, Peyton and, and Mac Jones being, being friends together. Yeah, right. yeah. Run my offense. That you know, we'll scheme it up like crazy. Sorry, Russ, but I don't really care about you anymore. You're gonna hang or, around until we can get rid of you. You better, you better beat him out, Russ. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You're, you, you're kind of holding Russ's feet to the fire. It's like, okay, you're not rolling in with your own personal coach and your own personal coach in your own office with office hours. There's a dude breathing down your neck, and it's not one and two. It's not one you know, B right now. Right. right, it's a step up from Stidham. So mm-hmm. I guess there'd be landing spots. I don't think the compensation would be great for him, though. And it depends on the compensation. If it's got to be a you know a two or a high two, it starts mm-hmm. to narrow. I think. Uh, but yeah. if you start talking about a third round pick, is that what it could be? Maybe a conditional pick where you wait mm-hmm. and see, and if he doesn't turn out to be great, then you're not paying as much. And if he takes you to the playoffs, you're paying more in a future year. I think teams might get behind that kind of a deal. So interesting one with with Mac Jones for sure. Would the Ravens want him? If there's a Lamar deal to be had, I would assume that that's the most natural part of it is mm-hmm. he gets valued at a second round level and you're giving up your first and a future first and you make a deal happen for Lamar. I kind of like that for both teams. How about I give you Mac Jones, Judon, our first this year and a second next year for Lamar. You can inherit the Judon contract because you're getting rid of Lamar and I need to make cap space. I hate it from Baltimore's I need a first round pick next year. I, I need two ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, hear you saying. I right, need right. two ones if I'm Baltimore. I like the Judon idea though, because of mm-hmm. cap stuff. And um Former I would Raven. say make that two a one. So one this year, one next year. Judon, Mac Jones. But that's what I'd be asking for if I'm Baltimore. Yeah. I don't know if I want to play the Mac Jones game. If I mean, you talk about restructuring your offense from what Baltimore ran to what you'd have to run with Mac. Well, they're restructuring but, your offense anyway. They got a new quarterback right, right. and and currently there's no quarterback that's under contract form to be found yeah Yeah. craziness should be a lot of fun how about the defensive tackles in this class it's an interesting group there's some talent there's some high-end talent there could be some guys that slip and then uh i think some some later players that you really need to maybe that maybe need to develop and change their game and and could become something but uh, interesting class of defense tackles we'll get into Mm -hmm. math five for the draft and plus some honorable mentions next Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you check out for your second listen, Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise Monday through Friday. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We're talking draft, salary cap management, free agency, 
and uh, a lot of trade talk uh, this week with the draft dudes. I've been having a lot of fun listening to them and the newest podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, new and old. You remember the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, the hosts of Locked On Dolphins and Locked On Bills, respectively, as well. Do great work. Find them every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, Matt, defensive tackles. Uh, I think I know who number one is. Is it possible that he could slide behind another tackle in this class, talking about George's Jalen Carter? I can't see it. I mean, I, I really think Carter goes somewhere from five to ten. All those teams could use him. I, I mean, I'm not trying to make a splash, but I mean, just as a player, as a prospect, I think he's as good a defensive tackle as I've watched in the last 10, 15 years. I mean, there's been a lot of really good ones, but I don't know that anyone's better coming out of school than Carter. And, you know, because everyone, as soon as his, uh, uh, the warrant for his arrest, that that whole thing happened while he was at the camp combine, he immediately started dropping behind Will Anderson. Uh, if, sure. If a team clears him, he still might be a better prospect on their board than Will Anderson. He might go as high as three overall still. Right, right. I mean, you, you bring him in for a visit. You feel very comfortable with the kid. I think he's a better football player than Will Anderson, a better prospect on the field than Will Anderson. Who is defensive tackle number two? This is the tough decision here after Jalen Carter at number one. And, and you look at mocks, people are all over the place on Brian Brisset from Clemson. I'm a big, big fan. I, I've really pigeoned him in the middle of the first round for the Steelers. It's kind of like a Cam Hayward type. He reminds me of Cam Hayward. He's a bully out there. He lines up all over the field, high character, has battled injuries and tragic story. I mean, his younger sister passed away right before the season this year. And not coincidentally, Brissett didn't have his best year. But as a freshman, true freshman, he was Clemson's best defensive player on a great team. You know, this guy's pretty good. Five-star recruit. I mean, he's pretty impressive. Taking a look at uh, – and we got some notes on Clemson's pro day, and I'm trying to find what uh, what his oh, notes yeah. were there. Uh, I'll find him in a second. Who is your defensive he, tackle three? Okay. And how close are these guys? How close is like two through five for you? Not real. I mean, I think Carter stands alone. Versailles to me is clearly two. And then there's a bunch of oddballs, you know, like, you know, this position more and more. Should I list them at edge? Should I list them at, you know, interiors, your nose? And that's very true for Abaware from uh, Northwestern, too. I called him a defensive tackle. He does a lot of work on his, you know, as a stand up edge guy for Northwestern. He's just a disruptive defensive lineman, great tester. Still a work in progress a little bit with his technique and whatnot, but I think there's a lot to work with there. By the way, uh, Brisset's official results from his pro day at Clemson, 28 bench press reps. He was a uh, 4-4-5 in the 20-yard shuttle, not the 40-yard mm. dash. 7-4-1 in the three-cone, all pretty good at 6-5, yeah. 302 pounds. So you know, okay. solid solid athletic testing numbers, not you know mind-blowing there for uh, uh, a 6-5, 300-pound defensive interior pass rusher and his combine was even better to be honest with you he ran really well and yeah. 10 yard split was really good so and tomorrow when we or thursday when we get into the edge prospects in this class his teammate miles murphy put together a, a pretty impressive mm -hmm. testing day at clemson's pro day we'll talk about that then um i here your your defensive tackle three in this class it's tough because the question will be with yeah. him uh, and he, absolute freak and uh, some arm length too, which, which you really like 34 inch right. arms and only six two, 282 pounds. So he's built weird. Is he a tweener or is he, or can he play both? And, and yeah, we've right. seen this multiple times. And um, you know, I have sort of PTSD from the 49ers drafting 
um, you know, a really nice prospect out of Stanford in 2017 in Solomon Thomas, who was very similar to this. Yeah, two, very much so. pounds. He was really explosive upfield, but he was a tweener. He wasn't really an edge and he wasn't really an interior guy on rundowns. And so what he ended up being was someone who bounced through and, and was none. And so that's what I'd worry about with Audible Warrior. You better have a plan with is he a tweener where he's not kind of doesn't fit either or it's like oh he actually can do both at a very high level because we've seen those in the nfl as well and and man explosive ability uh production it's all there for out of a worry out of northwestern i i've mocked him to the saints at the end of the first round just as kind of a cam jordan type big end that bounces inside you know some teams will have will be really high on him some won't and i think that's true for this next guy too kalijah Cansey from my pit panthers it's a wild DT class because it the is. only guy I would guarantee just based on his grade is Jalen Carter being a, a, a no doubt first round pick. And who knows, maybe teams ding him and maybe zero defensive tackles go in the first round of the NFL draft. And I can't remember that ever happening, but I, you can make the argument that that five or six of them will go in the first round. Yeah, it really is interesting. Like Cansey to me, he's very small and he has short arms compared to Abawari as well. Super quick, well-coached, you know, leverage guy, but he definitely is not for everybody. He owes half of his signing bonus to uh, <laughs> to Aaron Donald coming out yeah. of it and, and being that small, undersized defensive tackle and playing so well because otherwise I think teams would have a harder time believing in in Kansi at his size. Yes, and but that's obviously the – biggest shoes you could ever fill in the world. The poor guy's never going to fill them, but even <laughs> yeah, totally unfair to him. But even when AD was coming out of pit, he was much stouter, stronger than this guy. You know, I mean, he's a thicker build, lower power, dude. Can't all quickness and explosion. You know, who's your number five tackle in this class. I was torn between Mazzy Smith, which is who I went with the big nose from Michigan. That is an extreme athlete. And Gervin Dexter from Florida, who's the total opposite. He's super long. He's 6'6", 310. Kind of has that Chris Jones body type, but he's just kind of growing into his paws right now. Um, the, I think he'll be a better NFL player than college player. But I went with Mazzy Smith, and I was a little reluctant because he's played a lot of football for Michigan, and he has half a sack for his career. But, boy, is he stout and I mean, he's the leader of the Feldman freak list. I mean, so I'm sure defensive line coaches are like, just get my hands on him and I'll turn him into a guy. And if it wasn't for Rashawn Gary, who was kind of the same way at Michigan, who just didn't do anything until he got to the pros, I'd be a little, even a little more hesitant. And it took Gary a little bit. It, it, does, it, it does take interior defensive linemen some time. And it just because of, you know, how they're pigeonholed as young players, developing that technique. But when you watch Mozzie Smith just jump out of a stance at 6'3", 323 pounds, it's like, wow. And yeah. I know defensive line coaches are going to look at him and say, just give me that because not only can he play nose and, and two-gap for you, especially this day and age with his size and his power, his explosiveness, I think Javon Hargrave is the perfect example because Hargrave is yeah. more pure like nose coming out. And then the more he got used by different teams in, in other roles, you realize what else he could do. Mozzie Smith is probably has has defensive line coaches licking their chops saying, I think he could be that or he's a three down player. And there's a lot more pass rush to come in the NFL. And if Mozzie Smith played at South Carolina State, he probably would have had a couple more sacks. I think I would, I would imagine <laughs> probably do. OK, uh, any anybody later that you that you looked at that you really like from this class? Um, I think we have to mention Ika from Baylor just because he's rare. I mean, when we were kids or even 15 years ago, he's a first round pick all day, you know, and I don't think he's Vita Vea in terms of 
freakiness. And I think he's still a two down player throwback nose, even though he doesn't look like Will Fork or Hampton. He does. He's not a round guy. I mean, he's still a longer build, but he just doesn't bring enough as a pass rusher. So uh, I think he's probably middle of day two. And Keanu Benton, I think, is another day two pick from Wisconsin. He's a bully with, you know, heavy hands. I think his game will translate well to the league. Uh, I'm waiting for the Bowling Green Pro Day. I don't know if that's come out yet, but Carl He's Brooks interesting. Yeah. was a combine snub. And if you miss out on Audible Warre, who's 6'2", 282, uh, there's another converted defensive end that they could play tackle. It's actually bigger. And Carl Brooks was really good at the Senior Bowl. I think he's that perfect three technique. He could play some early down on end. He's a 300 pounds, but he was super productive at Bowling Green. Um, and uh, I want to see his athletic testing numbers because I think he's a day two guy. And I think he might be the highest player drafted that wasn't invited to the combine. That makes perfect sense. I don't understand why he wasn't. He's a very good prospect. That's, that's a great call, though. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. If you don't like Matt's rankings of defensive tackles or want to let us know about maybe the guy that you like, hit us up. We've got a mailbag coming tomorrow at BD Peacock on Twitter at Williamson NFL. Make sure you're subscribed up to the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel as well. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.